Welcome to Goal Camp, the podcast that not only helps you set goals, but helps you become the person you need to be to achieve those goals. It's the end of the year, the holidays, and it's the perfect time to focus on the goal of giving back. Our guest today is the mother of two from Chicago. Her education was in psychology with a specialty in children's mental health and family counseling. She's worked in the service field for over 17 years and was a director for the Domestic Violence of Children's program. In 2019, she started the nonprofit Stay True, where she brings smiles to displaced kids who live in shelters and in residential homes. She's brought stability and love to this crucial population, helping them with survival and security. Let's join the conversation with our guest, Sharmi Jones. I saw a post of yours not too long ago, and my heart was immediately touched. You spoke about a population of people I was not well informed on, and that is homeless teens. And I want to talk a little bit about that, a lot about that in a bit, but tell us about you and how you've evolved into making this a passion in your life. All right. Well, I am from Chicago. My passion has always been to work with youth and children, which is something I thoroughly enjoy. And I just followed that throughout my life. And once I got to the point to be able to give back and contribute to that particular population, that is what I've been doing. Now, a lot of people just give, but you started your own 501c3. Why did you take that step to start an organization and really get committed? I took that step because I really saw the need. And I also felt it was important for people to be able to give back and for me to be able to donate to the needs of the kids. In order for me to do that was to reach out and to create the organization, Stay True, and to gear it towards bringing comforts of home to children and putting smiles on their faces, which is what we do. Every month, I do something for a different program or shelter. During the holidays, we go big because we know holidays and birthdays are really important to children. So at that time is really when I ask for those huge donations because I would like to give each child at least one or two things on the wish list that they're asking for. And then I go and um, and I help them create personal ornaments or Christmas ornaments that they can put on their trees. And then we just have a party and their families open the gifts. And that is priceless. Anytime I go into a shelter is priceless. Christmas and like I say, birthdays are always great. Now, you took it a step further recently and talked about a population of homeless folks that I wasn't aware of, homeless teens. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that and lay the groundwork for that. What are we dealing with in that? We are dealing with the forgotten population. There are 4.2 million teens that are homeless in the United States. In Chicago, there are 18,000. Out of that, you have 9,000 teens who are living in the street. Mm -hmm. Out of those that are 13 to 17 that are living in the street are 700,000. That's in the U.S. alone. Now, if we come to Chicago, there are 82,000 homeless people in Chicago. 18,000 of them are children between the ages of 13 to 17. 
Majority of them are in the Chicago public schools. And out of that 9,000, nine to 5,000 are living on the street. How do you get involved to help those children, we'll call them young adults, 13 mm -hmm. to 17 years old? I work with youth through the CPS system. So mm -hmm. I'm very connected with them. I ask a lot of questions and then I go to a lot of different homeless shelter programs, residential programs, community service programs. And I ask those questions and I see them. Most of the time they let me know the youth that are out in the street or that have no place to go. Or I may say, man, where was this youth that was there last week? And they say, well, they didn't come back or I haven't seen them. So for me, as I talk to these kids that are in school or that are in these communities, they don't have any place to go. So it was really important for me to find out what their needs are. What actually is homelessness? Homelessness is where you don't have any stable place to live. Homelessness looks like if you're living at a friend's house, if you're moving around from place to place to place, if you're sleeping on a couch, if you're sleeping outside, if you're sleeping in a tent, if you're sleeping in someone's backyard, if you're sleeping on a bench, not having a stable place to live and go home to every day is what homelessness is. And so you have developed your company as a way to get involved, working and partnering with the Chicago Public School System to intervene. Yes. What are some of the things you do for them? One of the things I work on is social emotional learning. And I work through social emotional learning through play. So teaching our kids how to resolve conflict through play, teaching our kids how to laugh and smile, teaching our kids how to, to deal with different behaviors, having our kids learn how to talk to each other, interact with each other. That's what I do. I play, I, I tell people I play every day because that's really what I do. I play every day and I teach them the simple games, the games that we used to play when we were growing up, four square, double dutch, basketball games hopscotch. Our children forgot how to play. They're so busy being adults in a child's world, in a child's mind, that they forget. I go out and I teach them how to play, but I also teach them how to use their social emotional skills. And how do you help them with the homelessness piece of the equation? Well, one of the things that I do is I try to find out where they could go. So I offer resources. And then if they say they don't have the resources, then I ask them where they're located. And I may give a food card because that's one of the things they say. Well, if you could just give me a five dollar food card so I can eat, I'll do that. If they need blankets, if they need socks or leggings or leg warmers, things for outside survival. Those are the things that I will buy and donate and give to them. Now, you said you try to teach them how to play. I thought that was interesting. Why is that so important? It's important because kids forget how to laugh. It also helps them to think intelligently. It also helps them learn how to be social, how to have a conversation, how to interact with other people, and also helps them how to manage their anger, to understand where different emotions and feelings are coming from when you don't win when someone challenges you, when you are not able to articulate, the first thing they want to do is fight and argue, but it helps them to learn how to, how to regulate themselves. And where does that come from? I mean, are we dealing with stress issues, mental issues, and other things of that nature? 
It can come from trauma responses, depression, lack of food. We all know how we feel when we're hungry. And if you haven't eaten and somebody is playing or joking and you don't like it or they're pressing your buttons, you're immediately going to be upset. So you look at that home dynamic, community dynamic, social media, which in itself is a whole nother conversation. So it can come from so many different areas of their life and the things that they have to deal with. They're dealing with things that have created their homelessness. Maybe it's their parents. Maybe it's dealing with their own preferences and identities. Absolutely. That are causing them hardship. Yes. Talk a little bit more about that. Um, Well, you also find that our LGBTQ community is struggling for acceptance wanting to be able to identify, especially our transgender community and them not being accepted and fighting for acceptance. If you don't have the support, you are set outside. No one wants to be bothered. No one wants to deal with you. They can't change you. You're curious. You're not even sure. But for those who are sure and you know, you want to be accepted. And if your parents and your families and guardians are not accepting you, then they put you out and then you're struggling and they go into survival mode. And not just with our LGBTQ community, but even with our homeless. They go into prostitution. They sell themselves. They get into drug activity. They become part of gang because it's all about community and family for them. And if you're not getting support from the people who are supposed to love you, then you're going to look outside of that and find someone who does. Amazing perspective of the challenge, because I know as we see these children in the street, we actually don't know their situation. Do not. We're judging them. Absolutely. Like, look at those bad kids. Or look at what they're doing. They're just cutting up. They need to go home. They need to, where are their parents at? They don't have parents. Or they're going home and they have drug addicted parents. Or they have parents that have mental health issues. A lot of the kids that I work with, they are the parents. They have three or four siblings that they have to take care of because their parents are not at home or their guardian is not at home. So you have that and you come to school and you try to get them to have childlike behavior. They're not because they're the adult Mm. and they're angry. And we were talking a little bit before you said they're looking for awareness. We need to be made aware and they're looking to be heard. They just want they want to be seen. They want us to be able to understand that they have a voice, that they have things that they need to say. A lot of the times they just want us to understand that they have feelings. They're not going to always be good. They have the same problems and issues as other children have and do not expect them to handle adult things. They just want to be loved. They want someone to look at them and care about them, groom them, tell them how to take a bath, tell them how to wash up, tell them how to brush their teeth, tell them that they look cute, tell them that they're handsome. They want that type of care. They want to be able to have those conversations and tell us, I'm having a bad day. And someone says, well, why are you having a bad day? And let's see how we can figure it out. Those things that we take for granted, a lot of our kids do not get. Tell us a little bit about your organization. Stay True is my passion. That's my baby. I love it. And one of the things that we do, we just ask for donations to help our kids to be able to have those comforts of home. A lot of the things that I ask for are book bags so we can make goodie bags for them. Socks, pajamas, toys. For birthdays, I do a birthday party of the month. So all the kids whose birthday party is for that month, I buy cupcakes and cakes and snacks and different things and do activities for them. 
So those are some of the things that I do all the time. And I was really fortunate to get a collaboration with Party City. And they now donate all the donations for every event that I have. I'm really pleased with that. But that is really a lot just to continue to get those donations coming in because I like to continue to do things, feed them, have parties for them, pizza parties, whatever it is that they may desire or what I think they would benefit from then that is something that I want to continue to be able to do for them. For the holidays, is really hard because I also try to include the parents as well, the moms. So I may try to get them some things as well, but I'm really owning in on my teens this Christmas as well. So we're doing the heated gloves, the heated socks. They're asking for food cards and they want blankets. You are able to reach some of these kids that larger organizations may miss but you're in there working with the school and working directly with the children. It makes a difference being able to be on boots on the ground, Mm -hmm. one-on-one with these children, I'd imagine. It is, it's really important. It's all about building rapport and not thinking that you're above them, but meeting them where they are. Kids are very trusting, but they also can read through if you're not genuine. If they feel that you're not genuine and they feel that you can't be trusted, they're not going to open those doors. So you have to build the rapport. And I also work with Night Ministries. They have a bus that is out at night that also serves the homeless and the teen population. I connect with them and find out where the buses are at some point because they're all throughout the city. And I may go to them and say, hey, I'm looking for five teens. Can you tell me where they are? They may say, well, you know what? I do know, but some of them do not want to be seen. Some of them don't want to be bothered, but they will make sure that they get the care package that I give to them. Well, I tell you folks on the campgrounds, you've got someone here who is willing to do the work. You've got a laborer in the vineyard and we should get behind that and support, stay true. What do you say to someone who wants to they're inspired to, wow, she's done it. She started her business helping people. How do I get out there and start my 501 and get out there and help as a goal for themselves to start mm-hmm. their own company and get out there, their foundation, if you want to call it a charitable organization, helping people? How do they go about doing it? One of the things you have to make sure is your passion. You just don't want to just start an organization just to start it. You have to be able to know that that's your passion and that's what you're driven to do in order to sustain it and keep it going. So I would say, first of all, figure out what is really important to you and what you're passionate about. Once you make that decision, then you follow the steps of getting your tax ID. You follow the steps of getting your name, making sure no one has your name. Then you go into the business model of getting your not-for-profit certification, and then you have to apply for your 501c3. And then you get your business plan together. You know, that's first, you got to have your business plan together, what that looks like, what you're trying to do, what your goal is, and what your expected outcome will be. You have to have a board as well, some people. Yes, uh, yes, you do have, you mm -hmm. definitely need to have a board. Um, It was funny because when I started, I was like, you all can't vote me out. So let me figure out who I want to be on my board. Some of y'all get mad at me. You can't vote me out, but yes, and you also definitely need a board. That is fantastic. I appreciate uh, what you're doing. I appreciate the sacrifice. Appreciate you stepping up for our children, for the homeless community, the teenagers that uh, are without shelter. Very sad, 
And during this season of giving, I hope others will hear this message and join the fight to get our homeless off the streets and into stable living conditions. What other words would you leave for us? Well, definitely, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me at staytrue2618 at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at staytrue2618. And you can call me at 773-234-0717. Well, once again, it is a pleasure. And thank you so much for this specific work that you're doing for our homeless teens and helping them have a a better holiday season than than they would have otherwise. Sean, you said it all. I can't add or take away anything from what you shared with us. Go out and support Stay True. Empty your pockets, y'all. Make the kids happy. We're going to catch you next time. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Gold Camp. Visit our website at DerekCLot.com forward slash Gold Camp. Find and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Derek C. Lott. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with a friend. Achieving your goals is not something you can do alone. Find a partner that can keep you accountable. Until next time, this is Derek Lott signing off.